Shalom, everyone. It's been a it's been a little while since I've uh, recorded one of these, but here we go. The all the festivals are over. That's it. We've done Tishrei. We've come through to the other side. We're hopefully different people. Um, I had a I think a transformative period of time over these festivals. I hope you did too. Um, I. I have a little list where I write down ideas of things I want to to do shiurim about, the things I want to kind of study myself and then be able to um, share with you here. And it's been on my list for, for about a month and a half now. Um, I wanted to talk about the, the idea of the Shemitah, the Shemitah year, the, the sabbatical year that happens every seven years. And I think I'm going to do this in two parts. Um, so this week, I want to talk about one aspect of the Shemitah, um, which I think is really, really interesting and really touches on the whole idea of what Jewish law, what law is. Okay, and we'll we'll get to that. And that's all about um, cancelling debt of money. And I guess we'll leave it to, to next time. Um, I want to do another kind of whole um, investigation into when actually the Shemitah year is. Because uh, I've been told that this year is a Shemitah year. Um, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. So next week we'll uh, um, look into that question of when the Shemitah actually is. But let's pretend. Let's pretend it's this year, or even not. Let's uh, just learn about it without uh, um, giving our opinion about when the Shemitah is. And I want to do um, kind of an old-school, old-fashioned shiur, going through really one chapter of um, law, of uh, Maimonides, Mishneh Torah, laws of... Uh, cancelling debts in the Shemitah year. We'll go through not every sentence, but um, maybe the highlights. And at the end, we'll do a little bit of reflection. And uh, kind of, if you're more halacha detail people, <laughs> then uh, the first half of this will be more interesting for you. And if you're kind of more theory, abstract people, um, then... At the end, I want to, to look at what this means, um, what this could mean for us. Let's start with the details. That's where we should always start. So we have, there's a mitzvah in the, in the Torah. Um, no, let's, let's actually keep it complicated. There's two mitzvot in the Torah. That's what Rambam says here. Okay, there's two mitzvot in the Torah, which happen at, at the same time. One positive and one what we call negative commandment. It's a, it's a prohibition. It's one thing you have to do and one thing you're not allowed to do. So there's a positive commandment to cancel debt every seven years, as it's written in, in Deuteronomy chapter 15. And if one does claim a debt, or one does take back a debt that's owed to them, um, 
over the, the, the sabbatical year, let, let me call it the Shemitah year, over the Shemitah year, if they take back the debt, they've broken a prohibition. Okay? So it says you must cancel debts and you must not take the debt. So it's two different prohibitions. And we'll look a little bit about what it means uh, that it's two prohibitions. And in theory, this only applies... Um, in theory, this only applies in a system where there's the jubilee years in Israel with a kind of a great court over the, the whole Jewish world. Um, so that's what the, the Torah wants. But there's a, the rabbis said that this, um, this act of, uh, this, this commandment of cancelling the debts every seven years, that still applies even today, and it still applies everywhere in the world, not just in the land of Israel. Because that's interesting, right? So most of the laws of Shemitah are agricultural. They're all about working the land of Israel in the seventh year and letting it rest, so not working the land in the seventh year. But actually this law of cancelling debt, because it's, it's about money and it's about people, it's not tied it down to any place. It's everywhere. Um, and it says, this is so that the law will never be forgotten from Israel. So there's a, there's a sense that it's important enough that every generation should keep it. Okay? And I'll say, in many places, in Europe at least, this wasn't kept um, for many centuries. And rabbis in every generation kind of jumped up and said, why aren't people keeping this? Why are people uh, lending money and then asking for it back, even in the seventh year and so on? So there's different halachic solutions that were given for why, like just to, to protect the people and say, yeah, you're not sinners, you're doing, you're okay. But at the end of the day, all the rabbis say, no, we should, we should be doing this. Okay? And I, I think that's it's an important instinct. Um, so what is it? Um, so this applies to the end of the seventh year, right? If, if this year is the Shemitah year, then at the end of this year, just before Rosh Hashanah, um, all debts which were made are, are cancelled. Okay? So during this year, it, debts aren't cancelled, right? So during this year, if someone loans money to, to someone else, they can reclaim it. But from sunset at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, uh, the debt is gone. The debt is lost. Yes, if you lend money this year, if you haven't claimed it by Rosh Hashanah, the debt is gone. And that's a wonderful thing, maybe. Um, now, there's all sorts of uh, details of, of when this applies and when this doesn't apply. One of the interesting exceptions is that this doesn't apply to the court, the Beit Din. Okay, so the Beit Din, just like the local court, um, their debts are not cancelled. Right? When, when the Beit Din says, you have to pay, that stays valid even over the... the uh, Shemitah year. And that fact um, 
opens an interesting loophole. And this is a very old loophole. This is kind of from one of the earliest rabbinic generations. Uh, we, have, we have this statement. When Hillel the elder, when Hillel Hazaken looked around and he saw that people had stopped giving loans to each other, they had transgressed what the Torah had said, beware lest you harbor evil thoughts. Okay, So Hillel looked and said, all these people, they're so religious, they're not, uh, they're, they're very scared of uh, um, cancelling debts, okay, and they're going to, to keep those laws, so they're not giving debts, no one's giving each other a debt, no one's loaning money to each other, okay, and, that, and actually loaning money to each other is, is actually what keeps people going through, through times of difficulty. Right? There's something very, um, that we think of it now in terms of banks and everything, but just lending a friend money, there's, there's something very like, deep uh, and caring in that loan. Hey, it's, not, it's not a gift, but it, maybe it's even more honest than, than charity. Right? There's no there's saying, I, I recognize you need a bit of money now, yeah, take it now. Give it, give it back to me when, when you can or when we agree. Right? Lo- loans are good for society usually. Okay, but Hila looked around and he said people are not giving each other loans. And he created a legal fiction called the Prozbul. Prozbul. Okay, and what the Prozbul is, is that if someone lends money to another person they can hand over that debt to the court, to the Beit Din, and the Beit Din uh, takes the responsibility, basically, and, uh, and then that debt isn't cancelled in the seventh year. Right? So we have this kind of contradiction already. Um, the debts should be cancelled in the seventh year, but there's a way out. Because, right, the loans are... Are difficult, it means people have to pay back money, but loans are good because it means people have money. So there's one law that says you have to you have to cancel the debt at the end of the seventh year, and then there's, there's another law, the Prusbul, that says you don't cancel the law that uh, don't cancel the loan at the end of the seventh year. Okay? And Maimonides says uh, Rambam says that only the greatest Beit Dean in the generation um, can do such a thing, um, create this prusbul, which allows loans to, uh, to, to stay in effect um, over, over the Shemitah year. But uh, actually in practice, and we see that in the, in the words of the Ramah, of Moshe Isolis of Krakow, he says any Beit Din, any, any like real Beit Din of three people, they can issue a prosbul. It doesn't have to be the greatest beginning of the generation. So that makes it very uh, accessible. Actually, anyone listening to this, if you want to do a prosbul, I happen to uh, occasionally sit on a beitin, and uh, I, I've never done this. So <laughs> I would love to do a prosbul. Maybe. Let, let, let's talk about this at the end of the shiur. 
Um, okay, so that, that's the, the, the idea of the prusbal. Okay? Um, and there's also a, another exception which I like, uh, where there's where basically Torah scholars or wise people who lend each other money, right? They can also say to each other, they don't even have to do a prusbal. They can just say with words and say, um, I will collect this debt anytime I please. And if, if a wise person says that to another wise person, then it's okay. Then the, the Shemitah year doesn't work. <laughs> and that's also something kind of fascinating. Like, there's a game being played here. Right? So people who actually know the rules of the game, they can, uh, they can be flexible with the, with the rules. But for everyone else, we have to go through all these fictions. Right? It's because there's, there's all these contradictions here. It's saying, lend money, it's good, but don't collect the money every seven years. But you can if you want. <laughs> Um, and if, if that's confusing, I have a source sheet here with all the, everything written out in Hebrew and English. Um, so however you're listening to this, there should be a link to the source sheet and you can read through this at your own pace. Um, just to add one more level of complication or contradiction, Rambam says at the end, and this is, he's quoting uh, the Mishnah, an earlier source, he says, anyone who does return a loan at the end of the seventh year, ruach chachamim nochahimeno. The spirit of the sages is pleased with him. Okay? So, uh, so if you borrowed money after, after, at the end of the seventh year or at the end of the Shemitah year, you don't have to pay it back. But if you do pay it back, Something, some kind of rabbinic spirit, and it's not clear what that is, some kind of rabbinic spirit is very happy with you. If you go beyond the letter of the law and you do uh, pay back your loan. Okay? So the way this happens is a kind of a, a ceremony going, going here. Um, at the end of the seventh year, when when someone wants to give back the money, even though they don't have to, they come and they, they um, offer to give it back, and the person who lent it has to say, Mashmitani, I release the debt, and I don't need this. Okay? And if the person says, nevertheless, I want you to accept it, he may accept it. He or she may accept it. Okay? So there's a kind of, there's a, there's a, it, it's a way of turning a, a debt into a gift. And there's something really amazing here. And I think, I, I didn't go into it too much, but there's a, there's a great um, book, or it's actually a long essay of uh, Jacques Derrida that talks about um, uh, gift, about what, what a gift is. I think it's called Counterfeit Time. In English, and um, this idea of like, what is a gift? Uh, 
it, it's, it's this kind of aporia. It's, it's an impossible contradiction because you can't command someone to give you a gift. Because then it's not a gift. So th this, this law of releasing the debt is really playing with that. Saying, like, if money is given to, if, or not just money, if things are given to each other as gifts, that's a wonderful state of society. But how do we get there? How do we tell people to give gifts to each other? We can't. So we have to bring people to the edge of giving a gift. We have to bring people to a state where loans are happening, but not too much. And people uh, are able to be in debt when they need it, but they're not stuck there. And keeping the mechanics of all of that happening is, is a very, very tricky thing. And I think basically what the law wants to do here, it, the, law wants, the law wants not to need to exist. <laughs> right? I think the, all this halakha is moving towards a, a state where people are just doing things because it's the right thing to do. Right? There's a famous um, observation, I don't know, I, I know it from Rav Cook, but uh, it's been made by others that the Torah never says that you're not allowed to eat human flesh. <laughs> you're not allowed to eat each other. Right? There's all these laws of forbidden uh, foods and uh, meat and milk and all sorts of things. But why does it not say you shouldn't eat humans? Uh, so it seems that we don't need that law because we know it's already. So laws are only there for, for uh, places that we're not that aren't yet instinctive. But if we get to, to a place where they're instinctive, we don't need the law anymore. Right? So the, this whole idea of coming towards a society where just things flow freely as gifts when they're needed and no one's stuck um, in, in, in a needy situation, that's, I think, what we're trying to get to without saying it. Okay. Um, I, let me just finish off with one thing, um, or come back to the beginning of this. Remember, we said there's there's two commandments here. One commandment is to cancel the debt, and one commandment is not to collect the get debt. Okay. So, I have a source of uh, some of you know my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite rabbis is uh, Rabbi Yosef Chaim of Baghdad, uh, who wrote at the end of the 19th century. Um, there was a great collection of um, laws and, and other things um, called the Ben Ishchai. Okay, And here in the Ben Ishchai, in these laws of uh, um, the seventh year, Shemitah and, and lending, he says that there's certain pious people who... After writing the prosbul, they then lend a small amount of money to their friends. Okay, so after they've created this legal fiction which allows them to, to lend money and collect it after the um, after the shemitah year, then they lend another bit of money to their friends. He says only ten gulsh, only a very small amount of money. Okay, and they make sure the prosbul doesn't apply to that. Um, so, so there's a bit of money that they've lent 
that really has to be paid back. Okay? And after Rosh Hashanah, when the friend comes to repay the loan, they say to them, I annul the loan. I don't take the money back, and they don't take the money back. Okay? And then we have a situation where, where it's really been done. Like the um, money has been given and not reclaimed. Okay? And the Ben Ishchai is suggesting, yeah, you should, let's, let's get to a place where people are actually doing this. You know, Prusible is great because it keeps uh, some kind of kind economy running. Um, but but let's, do, let's go back to this real thing of, of people um, lending money and not taking it back. Okay? And he says, afterwards, the, the friend who got the money buys some food and has a feast and rejoices with this free money. And the lender rejoices at having really performed the mitzvah of cancelling debt. Then he says, with praise to the blessed God, uh, I enacted such a mitzvah in our city of Baghdad. May God protect our city. I printed prosbol forms. I handed them out to many people who used them. And I also instructed them to do as I described above, to lend a small sum of money after filling out the prosbol in order to really perform the mitzvah. Happy are Israel, lovers of God's commandments, who fulfill them with joy. And I think that's where we need to get to. We need to get to a place where all these commandments uh, are fulfilled with joy. Um, and that's it. Let's, let's talk again um, next week or next time about what the Shemitah year really is, when it really is. Thank you.